Genre. Welcome back to The Doctor's Companion. I'm Scott Corelli. I'm Cass Fredrickson. And I'm Nick Jimenez. And today on the show, we're going to be talking about the 2023 Christmas special, The Church on Ruby Road. Um, the uh, sort of uh, the first official, like the, the official start of the RTD2 era, kind of, right? Um, cause this is no longer a 60th anniversary thing. This is like new companion, new doctor and go. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. Disney plus is referring to this as special four. Mm-hmm. I saw that. Yeah. I kind of understand. Cause I guess it's like building off the momentum of the three specials. Right. But more than, I mean, probably since Rose, uh-huh. maybe the 11th hour. This uh-huh. really does feel like the perfect, like jumping off point. Yeah, for like new fans of the show. Yeah, if they wanted to. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Unless you really like teeth, then I've got another one that you could. Start <laughs> Boy, howdy. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> but uh, uh, yeah, no, absolutely. Um, yeah, I, I, I. There's a lot of uh, similarities between this and Rose. Um, like a lot, a lot, uh, which I'm excited to really dig into. There's a lot to dig into in this. Um, but, uh, let's get, okay, yeah. uh, let's get overall thoughts. Uh, Cass, let's start with you. You just watched it, right? Yeah. So what'd um, you, what'd you think? I, I had a lot of fun with this one. It was, um, it, it was delightful. Uh, <laughs> I don't, I don't know. I can't think of another word that like describes it for me um other than delightful like the i'm sure we'll talk about it like the song was um something um, <laughs> i i really like i really like 15's energy i like ruby i like their chemistry i like um just yeah no i i it felt like this is like super cheesy but it felt like it felt like i was like you know coming home or whatever you know mm-hmm. like it was it was a lot of fun. Yeah. Nick, what are your thoughts? Yeah, coming home feels feels apt. You know, I mean, even before getting into the episode, just the preamble, the experience. I, I, I didn't, I don't think I ever realized this, but I had, had kind of accepted that this wasn't going to happen again. Like <laughs> a Christmas special of Doctor uh-huh. Who. Yeah. And so, you know, when like the family had all gone to bed and... I was like alone for the first time all day and I could just like turn off the lights and like make a cup of tea and then, you know, turn on an episode of Doctor Who on Christmas night. I was like, oh my gosh, like, I feel like it's been a decade since I've done this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then, and then the episode itself. Yeah. It was like just really, really fun and um, a lot to get into like a, like a delicious baby 
Just a lot to a lot to chew on. Um, Lots of little bits to chew on. Yes, <laughs> little bits to chew on. Um, it's it's so crazy because I, I, I I'm home for the holidays and like they were showing the one of the the Hobbit movie on TV one day and I just turned on randomly and you know I got to get to the the, the their Goblin King and uh-huh. so this just felt like a soup of just a bunch of different things that. Yeah fun things and yeah like i mean this is a star making performance by shudigawa mm-hmm. and the fandom is going nuts for this guy and rightly so and yeah it it, it was just a really really fun like light frivolous frivolous episode of doctor who yeah yeah that it was it's a confection this one mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. you know the the one very dramatic moment uh of like the it's a wonderful life the little the little like five minute it's a wonderful life section <laughs> um in this uh aside the rest of this is like just a total confection right um and i think it's a lot of fun i think that i think that it had um you know i didn't fall head over heels for this um I think that it it had a little there was like some pacing stuff that I wasn't crazy about. Um, there's a lot of things I have questions about in terms of like, what was the point of that? Why did we do this? What was this about? Um, <laughs> and not even and not even in like a like, ooh like a mysterious way, like mm. the Mrs. Flood thing in more of like a like, what was that? Like kind of thing. Yeah, um, I have a question. Yeah. Yeah. For both of you. Yeah. Uh, did you. Did you, did you have issues with the way this was directed, like specifically? I well, you know, funny you should say that. Um, okay, the director is Mark T- uh, Tondere. Tondere, Mark Tondere. Um, he previously directed uh, the episodes "The Ghost Monument" and "Rosa." So he is from mm. the Chibnall era, and he's specifically mm. from the part of the Chibnall era before they corrected the way that they you know, the visual style of the Chibnall era when everything yeah. had like weird, awkward close-ups and all of that stuff. Um, shallow depth of field. So yeah, there was a little, there was like some weird directing choices in this, I would say, definitely. Yeah. Can you think of anything specifically that stuck out to you, Nick? I guess just like kind of like weird little like geography, I guess. Like, mm. In the goblin ship, which is great. <laughs> of and, and just like yeah, kind of like the back and forth of like wait, where where are we in the house? Or just just like mm. little stuff like that. I don't think I noticed any like weird close ups mm-hmm. specifically. But now that you say like Rosa and Ghost Monument, I'm like oh, I guess I kind of can see like those similarities. Yeah, I mean I barely remember Ghost Monument, but I don't, I'll yeah, never I don't even know Rosa. what Ghost Monument is. <laughs> That's the one where she finds her, the TARDIS because she doesn't have it in the first one. Oh, right. Yeah, it's her second episode where she yeah. finds the TARDIS. Um, That's yeah. silly. Yeah, they're in a quarry for like ninety yeah. percent. Right, right. Yeah. <laughs> Does that help narrow it down? It was good old Doctor Who. <laughs> yeah, the one they're in a quarry. <laughs> um, uh, uh, yeah. So. Um, uh, uh, but overall, um, you know, exceptionally solid. And I, you know, we talked about this on the discord, but, um, you know, I am interested in learning more about Ruby Sunday and how she will work as a companion, but I do really like their chemistry. They have really great chemistry. They remind me of like 
two teenagers who are like bad influences on each other, but are like mm-hmm. best of friends. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, so I, I really, I really like that uh, energy that they're, they're bringing to it. Um, but I'm, I'm waiting for, you know, episode, like the first episode of the new season or, you know, a couple episodes into like really hook into her as a companion. Um, and like what she bring, what she's going to bring to the show overall, other than a mystery box. Um, which I assume, I don't think this is going to be like a Clara situation where we have to wait a whole season to get out of that, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, she's kind of, and um, she's, I, I thought I, I was thinking this throughout the episode. She's sort of like an amalgamation of your classic Moffat companion and your RTD companion, mm-hmm. because you get the mystery box, you know, she's the special person kind of angle that, that Moffat was so fixated on, but then also you're, you know, she's so domestic and grounded, like your, your Donna or your Rose or your Martha. Like mm-hmm. we get to meet basically her whole family in this episode. And right. Right. Yeah, they, absolutely. They're kind of the heart of the story. Arguably. Totally. Um, yeah. And I'm excited to talk about those mystery box elements later. Um, Cause I have, I have, uh, I have thoughts and they're probably not what you would expect them to be. Um, nice. uh, not like negative, like, you know, just mm-hmm. thoughts. Um, anyway. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, yeah. So let's, let's, uh, let's talk about this. Um, so we meet, uh, Ruby and she's being interviewed for a, like, um, you know, find your family, uh, kind of, um, DNA, find your family show, uh, mm-hmm. basically where they're going to use her DNA to try and track down her parents. Cause she was left, um, as a baby, as an infant, a newborn, uh, at the, at a, at a church, um, on Ruby road, which is where she got her name, uh, at the stroke of midnight on Christmas day. Yes. On a Sunday. Mm-hmm. Um, which I thought, I thought for a second, I thought that, um, uh, RTD was being really cute. Um, because he said, uh, uh, you know, because, cause she said like, you know, you're you, they, in the interview, the interview lady was like, you're 18 and she's like almost 19. And then it's, and then Christmas day is her birthday. So then I was, or, or Christmas Eve is her birthday and it wasn't Christmas Eve yet. And she was almost going to be 19. I thought for a second that she had turned 18 in, in 2013, which means that she was born in 2005, which is when New Who was started. That's fine. But, but it was actually 2004. So she's been alive the whole time of, two th- of, of like uh, her, her Christmas special takes place the Christmas before New Who started, um, which is That's kind fun. of fun uh, in its own way. But yeah. Uh, I thought, I thought, I almost thought Russell T Davies got real cute with the dates <laughs> and everything. But yeah. <laughs> um, uh, and the show is hosted by Davina McCall. Who, show of hands, who thought that was a fictional person until they used Google? I did. I to right right now is when I learned that it wasn't a fictional person. Yeah. Oh, um, that's funny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she is a she is a, a popular television presenter host person mm. over over in the UK. Okay, interesting. Um, but yeah, so she uh, the goblins attack the set, and um, <laughs> you know it's interesting because like I've always associated gremlins with bad luck, not goblins. So this was all very new to me. And then the goblins themselves were like goblins, but also like kind of elfish, like 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 Santa's elves. Kind of, so mm-hmm. there was a lot of mixed stuff going on here, um, in terms of like mythology. Does Warner Brothers like 
own the own the copyright on Gremlins as far no. as like screen stuff? Okay. No. I, they don't own uh, Twilight Zone, right? That's true. That's a Gremlin. Yeah, yeah. No, Gremlins were like a thing that was just like invented as like an urban legend in the uh in World War Two. Because yeah. anytime something went wrong with your plane, they would say like, Oh, Gremlins, it was it was Gremlins. You know. Yeah. Couldn't find anything wrong with your plane. Must have been gremlins. You know, that must kind have been of thing. a gremlin. Yeah. There's that crazy um, Chloe Grace Moretz movie where she fights a bunch of gremlins on a plane. Oh, <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, um, so yeah. So, uh, goblins. Uh, mm-hmm. They are instigators of bad luck and they are like following her around for some reason that I, I think remain mysterious, right? To I'm... the end of the episode. I'm wondering if the use of like goblins specifically, because it's like um, I think it's tied to British Isles, um, like fae, like fairy lore. Um, mm. So, and because she is, she's like a foundling, like they call her a foundling or whatever. Like there, there are um, there are like legends of like you know the fairies like stealing children and then replacing them with like another creature or whatever. So I'm mm. wondering if like that is tied to this in any way because they're specifically going after like babies that are that are left you know yeah right mm-hmm. i mean that's what labyrinth is about right right yeah yeah, yeah. he steals the baby so <laughs> right and then later the doctor sort of describes as he's learning about the concept of luck and coincidence right which i thought was really cool and we'll, we'll get yeah. into it more that he kind of describes it as like the more coincidences and bad luck that occur the more sort of sewn into the timeline she becomes. Right. And, and maybe that's like kind of locking her into their, their grasp maybe. Mm. Yeah. 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 I feel like there's going to be more to it down the line as we learn more about her, about the mystery box stuff. But um, I feel like we don't have the whole story with that yet, but, mm-hmm. um, but I did like all of that. Like, you know, the bad luck and the coincidence and it just keeps doubling down and getting like more juicy and condensed and, mm-hmm. you know, they, they get more and more into it. Um, mm-hmm. I thought that was that was pretty cool. Um, I had the thought on Christmas Day, like the morning but while I was like eating breakfast or something of like, oh, the church on Ruby Road. I'm like, how fun would it be if the church is the name of the club where they meet at? Oh, that's funny. <laughs> Yeah. Well, so even before that, um, we find out that she's a musician. She plays the keyboards mm-hmm. in a band. Um, and the doctor's watching her. And he's wearing an outfit that we was like the the outfit that he wore in the announcement of like, this is what my doctor wears. Mm-hmm. Um, but he never wears that again the rest of this episode. So this is definitely like a time of angels uh heart and stone situation right where Ooh. like this is a uh, this is the doctor from the far future coming back to that moment for some reason Ooh. right has to that's be that's cool i like that cuz cuz otherwise like i just doesn't that scene makes no sense whatsoever like why is he there how does she, he know who she is why is he watching her you know mm-hmm. is that the outfit he's wearing when he when he when the snowman falls on him or has he no. changed since then? Okay. No, no. He's wearing the, um, I think he's wearing like the, the tank the, top and the kilt. Right, right. Yeah. The tank top and the kilt thing. Yeah. With the leather jacket. Um, yeah. He's wearing his club outfit there. Um, this was like the, <laughs> the sweater with like the plaid yeah. suit. Um, the, the, yeah. The one that they announced his look in. Um, with the cowboy hat. Yeah. 
But uh, uh, yeah, so there's that. And then we go to the club, which we talked about this on the Discord, um, but it's worth noting now, I guess, uh, for those of you who aren't on the Discord. There's this um, really incredible story, really heartwarming story about uh, Russell T. Davies where, you know, when you're the showrunner of Doctor Who, you get asked, you know, kind of a lot of like questions that, you know, are like kind of basic questions or whatever. And one of those questions was, um, you know, uh, if you could travel anywhere in time, where would you go? And, uh, you know, at one point he never knew how to answer that and he would answer, you know, probably jokingly. But then this one time in this interview, I think it might have been with the Radio Times, um, he was like, no, I would I would go back to the day that I met my my deceased husband um, the night and I would just watch us meet each other in this club at, you know, three in the morning where I saw him dancing from across the room and we instantly fell in love. And that's what this is. And I just think that Mm -hmm. that's so beautiful. Um, It breaks my heart, but like in a good way. Mm -hmm. Um, And uh, I just, I, I, I love this. I loved how they met. I, you know, it's so great because I, I was thinking about this after watching it, like the day after, like I can't think of many other times in fiction where you get to see platonic love at first sight. Mm -hmm. Like, like just that whole scene where she's just like so obviously like, oh my God, who is this guy? He's the most amazing, cool, like, and like he feels that way too. And they're just immediately just head over heels for each other. But like they're mates and yeah. like normally in, in media, you meet pe- people when they're already best friends or have been best friends. Yeah. And so to see like the birth of a, of a, of a, of a, of a best friendship like that was like really, really cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's romantic, but it's like capital R romantic. You know, yeah, it's just so big and and, you know, impo- it feels so big and important that meeting. <laughs> um, and it's yeah, it's beautiful. I love that. Um, I like to any thoughts on the on their first uh, scene together. It made it like I think it made it hit harder that I knew the background of that. Like, I think like because they play it so charmingly, but like the like the emotional undercurrent of of Russell T being like, no, this is like. This is like my real lived experience or whatever. Yeah. Like like I was I was like tearing up during it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um yeah. Uh, oh, uh what what do you think of the uh the cop? The copper. Yeah. That, uh... So that was the other scene that I was like, I mean, you know, <laughs> the the whole thing and then especially like them going to the TARDIS and the whole mm-hmm. conversation about like proposing to his girlfriend and that she's gonna say yes and all this. I was like what what is this? <laughs> you know, and, and and you know, not that I minded it. I mean, it's 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 you know, it's it's that great Russell T Davies like flair, which he just loves random characters. It's why we love Robert Holmes so much, right? Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. um, it was just it felt very pointed. It didn't feel like like something that was just like a like a quick moment, and we're just like you know, don't worry about it. It felt pointed in a way of like, is this going to be important later? Like, is this is this like somehow her dad or something? Like, is he somehow setting up her conception or something? <laughs> I don't know. Like, I don't know. Like, it just felt it, it felt more important than I. I don't I, know what it I seems think at first. That, I think that it's more more. It was more like to demonstrate like who this doctor is. Like that he even cares about this sort of thing or that he knows about this sort of thing. Because we've had a lot of like very like 
like a romantic, like a sexual takes on this character. So I think that he like that. I think it more serves that like he understands like kind of more about the nuance of this and mm. like that he's kind, you know? Yeah. That's that's the that's the that's what I took out of that. Yeah. Right. Compared to like 11 or 12 who sort of like would scoff at the idea of romance or yeah, like be yeah. perplexed by it or dismissive of it. Mm-hmm. 15 right. takes the time to be like, no, every little like love story is worth like tending like, mm-hmm. a, like, like a gardener almost. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. That's interesting. But it's interesting, Scott, because I remember when that was happening and he was like, goodbye, Mr. Copper, you know, oh, he's just going to say yes. I was so sure that like, oh, he's coming back in act three. Right. And, now that I'm like, oh, he didn't. That was like the last time we ever. Right. Like, oh, that is that is interesting. Because you know you see those kinds of things in Russell T Davies stuff all the time. It was just something about the way that that scene was structured felt like we haven't seen the end of this guy, hmm. um, in some way. Um, yeah, I don't know. It was just strange. It reminded. It, it was like when the doctor was watching her at the club or at the at the you know bar when she was playing her music yeah. or like um, even her friends that they were getting into that huge ass cab right right that had like, <laughs> i was like is that how they roll in the uk yeah it's but like, cool you get to like look at each other that's fun yeah but they were yeah. also like attractive and cool and obviously like went through casting uh-huh. or act and i was like i'd be really surprised if they never if we don't show, show any of these kids again i mean look if if uh if we know anything about russell davies it's that he likes a season structure which means we're going to get our first two episodes next season are going to be set in the past and the future. And then the third one, we're going to be back in modern day London. Uh, So, you know. Ooh, wait, does that mean that the Abbey Road one might be next? Uh, Is that, I know that it was recording block four. So that tells me that it's like late in the game. Um, Yeah, but. Spoilers, by the way, listeners, sorry. Yeah. yeah, problem. but anyway, she uh, uh, she goes home. We meet. That's when we meet uh, her her family, and uh, she gets the phone call about you know there's not no, no sign whatsoever um, of uh, anyone matching your DNA at all. Um, this happens sometimes, etc. Um, it was interesting because it's it was a. I I feel like Russell T Davies like wrote that line where she says this happens sometimes. As a way of like being like, ah, it's just you don't don't worry about it. But also it's like this is Doctor Who. Everybody's going to take this as like a sign that she's something really, really important, you know? Well, because um, and then she like points it out. She's like, no, my like my mother has never donated like there, there isn't like a blood sample of her somewhere, you know, like mm-hmm. so yeah. they really yeah, a fine like, point it, on it. It's a step below like Moffat. There would have been like a nursery rhyme or a prophecy or something. <laughs> <laughs> Right. But it's it's definitely yeah they underscore it. But you're like oh no this is this is going to be something I bet yeah yeah um uh let's see more goblin stuff uh they're getting a baby for Christmas uh, a new foster baby and then uh, and then the goblins uh, steal the baby mm-hmm. um after um, that's after the doctor shows up and yeah and it's like wow look at all these kids um there's this really interesting reading on. The uh, right, like on the on the on the doctor's like timeless child. Oh stuff. yeah, I, I sent you this. That were really yeah, cool yeah. Twitter, tell, tell people Twitter. about that. It was really cool. So Cass, I, I sent this to Scott. I, I only sent it to Scott because I don't think you had seen the episode yet. Mm. Um, but um, someone made a really heart tugging, super like you know edit 
of there's a scene later on in the episode it's like you know going back to it's a wonderful life where we get to see the mom whose name i'm struggling to remember but uh, uh but ruby's mom uh, uh, adoptive mother um if if ruby had never <laughs> been devoured by goblins and um carla the doc carla thank you and the doctor, you know, looks at the wall and the wall of, of all like the 30 something children are gone. Mm-hmm. And the doctor's like very distressed by that and very like bothered by that and hurt. And, and, uh, and, and Carla is like, yeah, whatever. I just took her for the money. You know, you get, you get like eight, 800 pounds per kid that you adopt. And the person edited that with, um, footage of the doctor being ex- experimented on by Tech <gasps> Tech. No. And the user was like, that's why the doctor felt such a tug of like the adopted children that are now wiped are like the incarnations of themselves that are lost to them and they have no memory of. Sorry. That's rude. (laughs) Yeah. And, you know, Tech Taeyun being this supposed to be a a, a mother, you know, a a maternal figure, but it was just kind of using the doctor for, you know, to advance timeline, (sighs) regeneration and stuff. Yeah. Steel regenerations. That was the eight hundred dollar ado- uh, damn foster mm-hmm. fee. Yeah, no. <laughs> yeah. Which is kind of cool. I mean, I just love how now we're even out of the specials, and like RTD is like refusing to let you forget yeah. that the Chibnall era happened. Right. Right. Yeah. I mean, they're good. They're they're good mates. Uh, those yeah. two. You know. <laughs> um. Yeah. No, and I love that. You know, I wouldn't want. Any era of Doctor Who wiped. I don't care how much I dislike it. I mean, look at the Sixth yeah. Doctor era, right? <laughs> like, you know, like, uh, yeah, it's it's important. It's part of the whole history and the tapestry of the show. Like, that's mm-hmm. what makes mm-hmm. the show so special. Um, so, yeah, I love that. I love that that's so, what they're doing. So back to so Ruby sees the... Uh, he sees she sees like the ladder or something and she starts like chasing after the goblin ship and like jumps right. on the, the 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 string ladder right right and then the doctor is in pursuit right follows and... along and then he has the gloves mm-hmm. the yeah cool weightless gloves um i love the gloves yeah that was a fun gadget it's kind of classic who because they just look like normal gloves you would find like at a thrift store right right and then they have like little leds in them <laughs> yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> Um, we get another Mavity reference. Yes. Right. Right. <laughs> Committing to that bit. <laughs> yeah. They're leaning pretty hard into that. Um, um, yeah. They're apprehended we're the, by the goblins. Yeah. Then we're on the goblin ship. Oh, and we get this, the great conversation about like, you know, I'm trying to figure out what, what does he say? I'm trying to, I'm trying to uh, figure out the language of ropes or something yes. like that. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, which is fun. Uh, we get a uh, revelation. Speaking of uh, fifteen, not being a uh, asexual doctor, he talks about like his hot summer nights with Harry Houdini. Um, oh my god! Which, which uh, someone pointed out that three at some point referenced hanging out with Harry Houdini. Mm-hmm. So there's like some kind of like, oh, I wonder what what version of him, you know? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Had long hasn't uh, hasn't uh, Chudikawa mentioned three a lot? And like in terms of like doctor past doctor inspirations, um, I think so. They seem to be like, and even like fans on Twitter have just pointed out that they kind of seem to be like the cool ones. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know? <laughs> right. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, um, um, and then the doctor just being like excited by like he he describes like learning a new language, like the the language of like luck and coincidence, mm-hmm. and how right. it's like a new skill set for him. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
And then the goblins are going to eat the baby on a conveyor belt. Uh, Really? I don't really understand how any of this works because, like, (laughs) the baby's so small. The Goblin King is so big. Why are the other goblins so excited that the Goblin King is the only one getting to eat the baby? Like, what what is the process here? What's So I'm wondering if all of – because he talked about how they're – they're not like time travelers, but they're not like time scavengers either. Like, I'm wondering if it's similar to like the angels where like all of the coincidence and the bad luck and whatever that they've been like setting up for this to like to abduct this child, you know, is yeah. part of that. Mm. Like, it's not just the actual like the baby. <laughs> it's just like yeah. the energy surrounding the baby, you know? Mm-hmm. Okay. Like they live off of that energy yeah. of coincidence and, and misfortune. That's interesting. Um, I had not. I had chose not to listen to the Goblin song. Same. Same. Yeah. Cool. So, <laughs> I mean, yeah. What a what a banger. Yeah. I mean, it was. It's straight out of Star Wars. Like it. It. It feels like a Cantina song out of, out of <laughs> Star Wars. You know. Um, yeah. Um. Yeah. But also like very Hobbit. Very like. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. a goofy, silly song about eating a baby. <laughs> yeah, it's somewhere it's somewhere between uh the the hobbit uh like the dwarf songs in uh, unexpected journey and uh um um the uh what is that it's not Jedi rocks or is it Jedi rocks in return of the Jedi with the lady with the with the lips oh, on the yeah. on the, the horrible trunk lady. yeah um, <laughs> yeah uh it reminded me of like those two things kind of like merged together and then i mean like when the doctor started singing i know Oh my god! My jaw dropped. Yeah, I was yeah. like, "This is amazing!" And then Ruby started singing too, just I, like. And I like yeah. that Ruby singing like she was just doing her best, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and she was keeping up the tune, but like her lyrics like weren't as complex as the doctors were because her brain just doesn't you know work that fast right. uh, in in improving. Um, so it was like it was really well done. Um, I think. And then, like, yeah, just going back to like the chemistry of these two. Like the way they just bounce off each other and seem to be much more, um, yeah, like 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 two school friends that are like always getting in trouble together, mm-hmm. yeah. as opposed to sometimes a sort of like Peabody Mister Sherman relationship that the Doctor and companion can have. Yeah, yeah. I think I think it's Mister Peabody and Sherman. Mr. <laughs> Sherman. <laughs> um. Uh, but yeah, they, uh, they escape with the baby, but, uh, uh, end up like, uh, splitting the universe, um, because the, the goblins go back in time and, um, steal Ruby as a baby from the church and the doctor has to go back and save her. It all happens very quickly. Um, this, this bit, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, he, he realizes everything and then, and then it's like, oh, well, I'll just have, I'll solve this real quick. Um. It, it, it's an interesting episode in terms of structure because I, I do think it is oddly paced because of you have like the introduction of everything, which is very slow paced, you know, for the most part. Um, and then you have the goblin pop in the middle, which is like this big adventure thing. And then you have tragedy. Uh, and, and then you, and then you have this uh, timey wimey, like go back in time thing with the baby. And that's all very dramatic and, you know, and then and then the re I don't know, like it all feels it's just very oddly structured episode overall, I think. Um, well, it's, it's not cool as though. like 
it's not as grandiose, I think, as like what I'm used to from the Russell T. Davies era uh, Christmas specials. This is like a weirdly a much smaller story, um, I think. I don't know. I don't know if you guys felt that. Uh, I'm I'm wondering if part of that is because he has to introduce, like he has to do all the heavy lifting of that. Like in all the other Christmas specials, like we, like even though he was introducing um, the Tenth Doctor in that first one, yeah. we already had yeah. an emotional connection with like Rose and Mickey and um, right her mom. I'm forgetting her name, Jackie. Jackie, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> um, but so 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 we're 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 like follow like we're we're following them kind of dealing uh-huh. with a new doctor but like this one it did feel kind of like two episodes kind of smushed together a little mm-hmm. bit where it was mm-hmm. just like well we're introducing our new companion and also we have this thing and also like it's christmas so we have to have fun with it you know <laughs> yeah yeah it it just had a, a a a mildly deus ex machina quality to the end of it um, where it's like, we got to cause a problem and solve it so we can wrap this thing up, um, yeah. <laughs> kind of thing. Uh, but it mild, certainly mild, but that's why I was getting much more like Rose vibes to this than I was any of the past Christmas specials. Um, cause there's no invasion, you know, there's not a big Titanic ship that's going to crash, right. you know? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. It is kind of like, it's a wonderful life because like, you know, but that movie, it feels like the most important story ever told, but it's really just like this one dude in this one random ass town. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And when you go back, when after they rescue Lulu Bell, who everyone thinks is a horrible name, but the doctor thinks is an amazing name, and is almost a little jealous. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the episode, RTD goes out of their, out of, out of his way to show how loved Ruby is. Mm-hmm. And like, like the grandmother and like, you know, when they're when when Carla like, you know, embraces her and he goes, Hey, you know what? Like, forget about your your mom. I'm glad you didn't meet her because like you're mine and blah 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 blah. And yeah. it was like so heartwarming. I didn't mean blah 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 the heartwarming thing. But like and and then I think you buy it and like I was in love, like, oh my god, Ruby, oh my god, her family. So and then to take that away yeah. to show you like how how gray and loveless this family would be without this like girl, this child in their lives, mm-hmm. it kind of it makes the stakes feel bigger. Yeah, when, like the doctor's like, I have to save Ruby. Like this has to happen. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. I almost wish we'd gotten a little bit more than a month with Ruby, uh, Ruby's past. You know, before mm. before uh, uh, meeting the doctor. Um, like I, you know, in that in that scenario of like, you know, it's kind of like it's a wonderful life. I think that would be a really cool way to introduce a companion of like showing everything, kind of like a like a Cliff Notes version of their life. Up to the moment that they met the doctor, and oh. then, like, well, you know, what does that look like now? You know, mm-hmm. with the doctor um, kind of narrating the way he is at the beginning of the episode. Yeah, maybe. yeah, yeah. That would be. I, I don't know. I just there's something about that that I, I think would be really cool and a really cool use of a Christmas special. Um, mm. And I mean, yeah, we do kind of get that, but I think I also think, um, and I think he was he was uh, uh, guilty of this throughout his era of just like sometimes. Russell T, you know, he's like, but I'm making Doctor Who. So there's got to be like a crazy alien and a, or a <laughs> little goblin or something, you know. Um, and I'm like, I don't know. Maybe maybe this didn't need the goblins. Maybe we could have saved the goblins for another episode. And, and uh, 
you know, did something else. Or you could have had a big reveal that it was goblins, you know? Um, you're just mm-hmm. following her along and you have no idea why she has all this bad luck. And then the doctor shows up and he's like, it's goblins. We're going to wrap this up in 20 <laughs> minutes. Let's go. You know, like that's kind of, I, I, I don't know. I kind of would have loved that kind of energy. Um, but uh, uh, anyway. Um, so Cass brought up, I think, you know, during Wild Blue Yonder, the reference of like the idea of myths crossing over into reality. Mm-hmm. And I thought about that with how the doctor was sort of like excited by the presence of the goblins and how this was kind of like a new thing for them to be trying to figure out and solve. So like, yeah. Cass, what did you think of that? Well, I think that ties into his thing where he's learning the science of luck and coincidence because mm-hmm. like that, that is all like tied up in superstition, mm-hmm. you know, mm. like luck, you can't quantify what luck is. So he's just like, he's like learning about it. Right. Yeah. He made uh he made superstition real. Yeah. Yeah. And excited to see if that kind of carries over throughout the series. If that kind of becomes like maybe the equivalent of like the crack in the wall or whatever. Yeah, I mean, that's kind of my feeling about her parents and her um her whole mystery box of it all. Everyone is, you know, all the theorizing that I'm seeing about about that and about um uh, Mrs. Mrs. Flood. Flood. Yeah. All of that is like everyone is is pointing fingers at um, uh, Cannon. And it's like, sure. oh, Mrs. Flood is the Ronnie or Mrs. Flood is this person, you know, like for a Amy second, Pond, I thought Song. maybe Mrs. Flood was a, a regenerated Susan, you know. Um, oh, wow. Yeah. Something like that. And so, you know, but like everyone is pointing fingers at that and including like her mom and her dad. Like, who are they? Like, oh, is one of them the Ronnie? Is she really a time lady? Like, you know, all of these things. And I don't know. I was thinking about it today, like rewatching it. And I was just like, you know, maybe it's none of those things. Maybe it's not like big Doctor Who canon stuff. And maybe it just has to do with all of that. Um superstition is now real stuff that she's wrapped up Mm. into that. And maybe she's like, you know, we're going to find out that she's the personification of some sort of legend or something, um, some sort of fairy tale. And that's why her parents don't exist because they were, they only existed to put her at the steps of that church because of like, I don't know, some fairy tale or something that was made real because superstition's real now. It'd be really cool if it tied back into like what Cass said about like the folklore of the British Isles. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, cause like, cause like Doctor Who has now been around for like half a century. So he, you know, that, that they are kind of becoming myth and folklore that is very specific to, to Britain. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Cass, you um, had an epiphany moment. Yes. I want to say this on mic just in <laughs> case it happens. Um, speaking of folklore of the British Isles, please make 15 Merlin. Please, <laughs> please, for the love of God. <laughs> I mean, if anyone, if any one of the doctors, you know, like, yeah, yeah. You said that about I every doctor, every I, single well, no, one. I, initially felt, yeah, sure. I initially felt that way about Matt Smith because of just like the, yep. like the whimsy. Yep. You know, mm. and like he's he's you know he's the opposite of Merlin. Yeah. Um. But like, so is Shudi Gatwa. Yeah. So yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. I just you know we've we've said that if anyone was going to be Merlin, we've said that about eleven. We've said that Everyone. about twelve. Yeah. We've said that about 
about 13. Did we say about 13? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because of the goggles and the, like, we just, like, dreamed mm. up, like, the idea of, like, yeah. her being let me, Merlin. Yeah. Let me have hope. <laughs> yeah. No, no. By all means. I Hey, I, how long have I wanted the fucking Ronnie <laughs> to show back up? You know? Like, yeah. It, it, yeah. Or, like, <laughs> you know, like, Ruby, you know, like, could she, if she was, like, Excalibur or something. Uh-huh. Or, yeah. Like, some kind of, yeah, the personification of something. Yeah, right. Um, or, you know, I mean, like, Abbey Road, like, the Beatles. Like, that is also, like, a, a really intrinsic part of, like, UK, like, pop culture and yeah. history. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. We'll, yeah. we'll see. I am fully convinced that the woman dropping her off at the steps is not her mother, and that is, in fact, her. Mm, I think she's it. dropping herself as a baby off at the steps, but I don't think like she's her own mother. I think that that it's just that I don't think huh. the lady dropping her off is her mother. I think it's just her, um, you know, that's fair. Like further down in the season, figuring out that like, oh, like I don't have a mother mm-hmm. because I'm I'm a fairy tale or a legend or, you know, some sort of superstition made into a baby. Um, Amelia Bedelia American. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't know what what was what was Amelia Bedelia. I don't remember. Um, yeah, I don't remember. But uh, uh, yeah, I don't know. Um, yeah, I do think. I do think the arc of this season is going to be completely focused on, you know, superstition and legends and fairy tales are all real now. Um, yeah, I think that's definitely going to be what's going on. She's American. Oh. She's one of ours. <laughs> okay. You can have Wally, UK, but you can't have Amelia Bedelia. <laughs> uh, um, I was really happy when the grandma got some tea. Yeah. Yeah. She's funny. Yeah. She was good. I liked her. I liked, I liked how much chemistry she had with 15, too. <laughs> yeah. Uh, just like flirting. Russell T just loves older women hitting on the doctor. Yeah, <laughs> he, I mean, you know, they're just like flirting with each other, you know, in uh-huh. that like innocent way that like older people flirt with younger guys. Younger Cherry people. Sunday. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Oh, that was what fun. a name. <laughs> and even uh, and even so, so Mrs. Flood, she was like, so she was so the, uh, there was like a runner throughout the episode that there, you know, his the TARDIS is planted in the middle of the sidewalk. Yeah, and there's a, another neighbor that's like, what the hell is that? And Mrs. Flood is like, oh, it's a police box, but you know, you don't, you haven't seen one of these around in like fifty years. I don't know what's here. But then, the end of the episode, the TARDIS disappears, and the neighbor is like, what the hell? And then Mrs. Flood looks into the camera and to us says, like, oh, acts acts like he's never seen a TARDIS before. And then she winks. So the reason that I thought it might be Susan is because the only other time that anyone has broken the fourth wall in Doctor Who, it was William Hartnell in. A feast for Steven. Um, yeah. And so I thought maybe that was a connection or something. And because they're going so to be too. they're going to be going to the 60s, I, I think right around when they leave her in in London. So I don't know. Um, I I didn't make the Susan connection, but I was just like, I wonder if this is just a one off like 60th anniversary gag. Oh, in like sure. a wink to to the mm-hmm. time that the doctor wished everyone a Merry Christmas, right, you know? Right, right, right. That's true. That is true. Um, yeah, maybe she's not anybody either. Uh, I just, I'm imagining the world where all of these mysteries are nothing and how angry <laughs> oh, the Phantom so is going to be. Yes. Um, 
<laughs> because they've built them all up so high. Um, uh-huh. I'm just trying to temper my own expectations. And then just like, you know, the Mrs. Flood is such a specific name. And then the, mm-hmm. you know, Amy Pond River Song, you know, I, 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 yeah, I see oh, the logic. Oh, that's true. That's true. Um, yeah, that would be interesting if she was like, I don't know. I don't know. I don't even want to say anything yeah. more because um, I don't want to. <laughs> I don't want to. Yeah, it's. I mean, she could be anybody. She could literally be anybody. I mean, they were saying that uh, that a character is going to come back from the fourth Doctor era um, that we haven't heard from you know since then, and I was like, could that be like Romana? Like, are they bringing Romana back? You know, um, I would love that. Yeah, ironically, yeah, I- <laughs> yeah. I know you don't know who Romana is yet, Nick, but you will. Not yet. Um, uh, it was interesting over on the discord there was a lot of discussion about you know the people seem to be kind of i don't i don't, I don't want to say lukewarm on ruby but like she's she's nice yeah I like you know she hasn't really and it made me you know people have brought up you know bill and the pilot and right. you know last week uh you guys asked me like who my favorite companions were and i said you know it's probably susan and ace because they're like little feral like weirdos <laughs> <laughs> And like I forgot who pointed this out, but like you know Ruby and Clara and Amy and Rose, they're, they all kind of fall into the same kind of like ingenue. Mm-hmm. Like really, this is more about like the actor playing them than like the character. Because like describe Amy Pond, you know, like uh-huh. you know Kate, right. Karen Karen Gillan's cool. Like that's Amy Pond's character. <laughs> <laughs> and so I think that's why like when whenever Ruby really popped for me, whenever she was with. She got was doctor, not so much when she was just like. I mean, she she was fine when she was just by herself. But yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, look, she's not. Not everybody can be Donna, you know. Sure, <laughs> that's true. Yeah, Donna's gonna watch. pop in any room she's in. Doesn't matter who she's <laughs> surrounded by. <laughs> and so was Wilt. Her whole family. Um, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, but um, yeah, I it was. It's a solid first episode. Um, you know, it's. It reminds me a lot of Rose, but I think it's better than Rose. Um, and yeah, I don't know what else I could possibly want. You know, um, it mm-hmm. felt like Doctor Who again. Um, yeah, yeah. And uh, I'm I'm excited about that. Did you guys watch the next time trailer? I did. I forgot. Oh. I hate that it's not attached to the freaking God. Yeah, me too. Yeah, streaming. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Um, yeah, they don't the, want to do you know, it for we, some reason. We get um, um, we get Abbey Road. Yep, and the, the Beatles. Beatles. Yeah, nice. Um, that's Damn. the Jinx Monsoon episode. Mm-hmm. Ooh. Um, yeah, because she has a like, keyboard, like a keyboard cape. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. She's gonna be the villain in that episode. That's also apparently the episode where the person from the Fourth Doctor episode shows up. Um, that's that's what Russell T was uh, teasing. I don't know if this is speculation or confirmed, but I've I've heard some people refer to Jinx Monsoon's character as the music master. Hmm, interesting. As like maybe a companion to the toy or the music maker as a companion to the toy maker. Oh, oh, that's interesting. That is interesting. Yeah. Hmm, interesting, 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 interesting. Um, yeah, because that's we cool. also have those threads from the sixties yeah. of like the one who waits and the, whoever picked up the master's tooth and right, the right, boss, right? The the the, the, the mink was talking the mink, the right. the meep, right, 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 the boss. Yeah, um, we got uh, the reveal that uh, Rose is returning. Um, Don <gasps> Rose Noble. Um, okay, yeah, I love her. Yeah, she's awesome. She's gonna be back. Yeah. 
She was given uh, given fifteen a big old hug in uh, unit uh, headquarters. So um, definitely going to reuse that set, uh, which is good because <laughs> it looked expensive. <laughs> oh, the funky the funky robot will come back probably. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, the one that nobody liked and I felt indifferent about. <laughs> I, was, I I liked. It. Yeah, I know. What was there, there not to like? Alien. Yeah, people on Discord were like, "Dude, fuck that thing." Um, and I was like, "What? What? <laughs> How could you have such a strong opinion about him? It didn't do it anything. It, it, had, it did like two things. Yeah, yeah. it's just there." <laughs> <laughs> oh man. It's no K9, but yeah, like right. come on. But what is? Um Yeah, exactly. <laughs> when did when who 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 introduced K9? What what era was he was he introduced? Uh, fourth Doctor. Maybe he's the Oh no, but it's a character we haven't seen since the Fourth Doctor. Yeah. Yeah, and we've seen we got him in 10 and in did Sarah he? Jane Adventures. Okay, cuz he died in School Reunion. Right. But then He's yeah, in Sarah I think, Jane I think Adventures. they rebuilt him again in the Sarah. J- I don't know. I didn't watch the Sarah. I shouldn't talk about Sarah Jane Adventures. Like I, <laughs> I know what I'm talking about. I, I just seem to remember something about K9 being on that show, but maybe I'm misremembering. I don't know. Um, no, no, no. Yes, because he did die, but then uh, they he left her a new one by at the end That's of the school right. reunion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He had That's like right. a, a Mark Three or Mark Four or whatever it was. Um, yeah, affirmative. Um, <laughs> you would say yeah um but uh 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 yeah uh any any other thoughts on uh, does it, anybody have any other theories about miss flood or ruby's parentage or anything like that i'm trying to think of i what were you gonna oh, say? I was just gonna say I'm trying to think of other bits of like Arthurian myth because you know you have Morgan Le Fay, mm-hmm. you have like Arthur Pendragon, and like the idea of like being there being like a prophesized king and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. What are you gonna say? I I just think it's gonna be really funny if Mrs. Flood is not relevant at all, and then people are gonna be big mad about it. Um, that amuses me for some reason. Hmm. What is this? Uh, what is this Susan Twist thing that I see people talking about? <sighs> Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna look up. I'm gonna I'm gonna So so that's the actress's name. And I don't remember her being in the episode of because there was like because it says that she was like in Wild Blue Yonder, but I don't remember that happening unless it's the very end. Hmm. Um but apparently she was also in this. Oh. Susan Twist, she is Oh, apparently she was also in um hold on. Oh fuck you! <laughs> she played a character named Mrs. Meridu in Wild Blue Yonder. I don't remember that at all. No, because that's it's just the ship. Oh, she was the girl. She was the lady that was like talking to, um, uh, the the uh uh, uh what's his name, the gravity guy, at the beginning. Oh, oh, okay, Sir Isaac Newton's. Yeah, like, Isaac Newton. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. He's like, Hello, like, Susan Twist, or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that was that. That's who Susan Twist is, and apparently she's in this too. This episode also. Apparently, huh? I have, have to go back. Oh, she's on Coronation Street. Okay, um, and the Bill. I don't know. Hmm. Uh, yeah, she plays Mrs. Meridu and Wild Beyond. Yeah, literally, like I think she has like the first line in that episode. Yeah, and apparently um, she's in. 
behind like f- behind the scenes filming pictures across all of like season season one and season two hmm. of the new That's show. Crazy. So like, it's... <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Again, it's even funnier if it like doesn't mean anything, right? Yeah, true. <laughs> um, he's just weird. spending his money. Yeah, <laughs> it's like look at all this money I can spend on this show now. <laughs> I'm just sending this actor to episodes they aren't even cast in. <laughs> um, yeah. So, uh, so any other... spring 2024. Right. Yeah. I guess. Oh, yeah. That's the, thank you. Thank you for the tea up, Nick. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, we're coming back in May of 2024 with the new season. Um, before that, we are going to do another season of Long Way Around. Um, I have timed it in the schedule to end the last uh, last week of April um, so that we'll be ready to go for the new season when it starts um, without having to like interrupt uh, a, a season of Long Way Around. Um, but uh, yeah, so we're going to do uh, Long Way Around uh, starting next month. Um, well, no, not next month. Uh, we will be back in February to start the new season season 10 of long way around we've already started recording it so it really is happening everybody so don't worry about that um (laughs) but we'll be back in february uh to do that but next month um i don't know if you guys noticed but if you look at the number for this episode it's episode 399 which means our next episode is episode 400 uh so in january we'll be releasing a episode 400 special um, in which we're going to do uh, the the RT the RTD bracket. Um, we're going to uh, much like we did with the Christmas specials a few years ago. I think that was episode three hundred. Um, we're going to be uh, uh, doing this for episode four hundred, where we uh, do a tournament style like elimination bracket uh, for every episode written by Russell T Davies, um, and it should be a lot of fun. Uh, I'm very much looking forward to talking about that so that'll be our episode next month in january and then we'll be back full force in february to take on uh the next season of long way around um as a reminder those episodes that we are covering just so you got, everybody can prepare um let's see so we're starting with planet of the giants the uh, premiere of season two of the show. Uh, that's our first Doctor story, followed by um, the second Doctor story, The Ice Warriors. The third Doctor story, Day of the Daleks. Um, fourth Doctor story, The Brain of Morbius. Ooh. The fifth Doctor story, Modern Undead. Uh, then we have uh, for the sixth Doctor. Because the final part of Trial of a Time Lord is only two parts, we're going to be covering all of it together. Um, so we're going to be covering Terror of the Vervoids and The Ultimate Foe um, on this season of, of the show, all in one episode. Just going to wrap up Trial of a Time Lord and uh, the Six Doctors uh, TV appearances um, in total. Uh, so that means uh, next season, a long way around, we're going to start our big finish uh, audio adventures with the sixth doctor, which I'm very excited about. Um, but, uh, yeah, so we have that. And then for the seventh doctor, an episode called ghost light, um, for the eighth doctor, we're going to be covering the big finish audio adventure, the time of the Daleks, which is, I'm very excited for you guys to find out what the concept of this is. Um, 
I don't know if I want to spoil it or if I just want you to find out, but I just know that you guys will be really hyped. So I might just, you know what? I'm just going to tell you. Um, I'm going to put it this way. Two words, Daleks and Shakespeare. Oh, hell yeah. Whoa. <laughs> yeah. Um, not going to tell you anything uh, else neck, about it. What's that it's, neck it's, frill it's thing a, that you would wear? Yeah. <laughs> it's a solid one. It's a solid one. <laughs> Um, so, uh, so that's the time of the Daleks. And then we're going to, uh, be kicking off new who we're going to be wrapping up the ninth doctor with, uh, bad wolf and the parting of the ways. Um, he will then be, uh, retired. We're not going to be going to those big finish audios because I haven't heard the best things about them. And also canonically, I have questions in terms of, uh, you know, the, the legitimacy of the canon of their, of, of, of the ninth doctor stuff. Um, mm-hmm. so, uh, uh, we will not be covering his big finish adventures, um, on the show. Uh, we'll be wrapping him up and retiring him this season with bad wolf parting of the ways. And then we will return to the 13th doctor, um, as, uh, the replacement for the ninth doctor next season on the long way around. Um, Following that, we have the uh, season two finale, Army of Ghosts and Doomsday for the 10th Doctor, and the uh, series five finale, the Pandora, Pandorica Opens and the Big Bang for the 11th Doctor. Um, wow. This is a really, like, all things considered, like, this is a banger of a season um, of mm. the show. Uh, I'm really excited. There's only two episodes in here that I would I wish I could switch out with what we're covering next season on the long way around. And then this would be the unbeatable like season <laughs> of long way around. Um, uh, and that's not even saying that the episodes we're covering this season are not good of those particular doctors. It's just that next season are like all time bangers. So, um, yeah, but this is uh, this is a really good run. Of episodes, so I'm really excited to cover all of these on Long Way Around. So yeah, so next month, January, uh, sometime in January, we will uh, uh, drop our 400th episode, and then we'll be back with a new season of Long Way Around in February that will run us to the end of April, just in time for the new series uh, to premiere in May. Um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna call it now, and I'm going to guess. The new series premieres on May 11th. Um, that is my that is my guess. Um, but uh, and the reason for that is because they say May. But if they start, they if they're still sticking with Saturdays, they're not going to do the first Saturday because that's May the 4th. And that's going to be, you know, it's Disney. So it's that's going to be all mm. Star Wars. So they're not going to do they're not going to premiere that day. And if they premiere on May 11th, that means that the season, the eight episodes of this of this series will end on June 30th. So it's just like a nice, even, they end it before 4th of July, before they they have to be reminded of our independence and, uh, <laughs> and, and after uh, uh, May the 4th. So um, it's kind of like a perfect eight weeks period where they could drop the show. So I, I, that's, that's my guess. Um, but uh, we'll see if I'm right uh, when yeah. we get around to that. Um, but yeah, it felt good to talk about a Christmas special again, guys. Yeah. 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 It's always uh, fun. I like how specifically he dated everything where it was like December 23rd, 2023. And I'm like, that was two days ago. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. That is true. That's good. Um, all right, everybody. Uh, we will uh, we'll be back uh, next month with our 400th episode. Yeah.